Welcome back to the Winners Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Smalls, a.k.a. It's Just JJ. And to my right, I have... Just Daryl, one R, one Y, one L. The sky's blue. And to my left, I have... Blondie. And today we got a special guest, Mr. Beyond Good himself. Sir. What's going on now, G? Also known as G. How you feeling, G? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. That's what's up. So y'all know, y'all already know what we do here at the Winners Culture, man. We break down different aspects of entrepreneurship and talk about people's different roles to get here, man. So we're going to start off with this. Um, we're going to ask you, G, how, how would you define success? What does the se- success look like to you? Success is just something that you set for in life that you want. You feel me? So success for everybody is going to be different. So there's no you know, definition of success. It just be what you want. Okay. You see it successful. But for me, what I see as successful is, uh, you know, changing my family life, changing my family tree life, leaving something behind for my son that he could, I'm saying, obtain and take to the next level. I feel it. I love how everybody got their own way to look at success. And I feel like on the last episode, that was something we was talking about, like how important it is to define success your own way. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So another thing I wanted to ask is, you know, you're a serial entrepreneur. It's a lot of things that you're involved in. So first, I wanted to ask you, what drove you into entrepreneurship? Uh, I was raised in an in a entrepreneurship environment. So, you know, uh, me playing sports, that's a, that's a form of entrepreneurship to me uh, because, you know, you could, you could lose that position at any moment. Right. Uh, and then the other thing is just watching my mom and my dad, you know, they hustled. So, you feel me? A hustle don't mean you out here doing something illegal. A hustle right, is right. just, you know, waking up every day and going to get it. So right, I seen right. them hustle every day. So that gave me the, you know, the ambition and the drive to do the same. What you think the biggest thing that like sports taught you about entrepreneurship or just about life in general that you carried over to your to your hustle? You feel what I'm saying? Uh I say it taught me just, you know, it's not it's never ending. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go on forever. I'm gonna be doing this till I'm fifty five, sixty years old plus. Yeah. Me? That's when I feel like I'm gonna retire. Yeah, when I'm laid back, but you know, it's yeah. Yeah, I always find the athletes got like a crazy hustle, especially the the higher you took it, because you start to understand the business aspect of the game and how your spot never safe, and you know people talk crazy. You never know, so you always got hustle. You always got grind. It gives you a different type of mentality. Yeah, when you start playing at, like, at a high level, uh, going back to football, everybody might not know I played football D one. Uh, play for Emerson yeah, Charter in Philadelphia, uh, West Catholic. We won the first championship, state championship. Shout out the West, man. Uh, that was that was huge for, for Philadelphia and the Catholic League too, uh, in Philadelphia. But <clears throat> just you know, I lost track. You was talking <laughs> about my foot. No, you was talking about how your 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 upbringing in sports, like yeah, you, you just, was at West, so you yeah, going from there. Just sports in general taught me a lot. Like it just taught me that you know. You gotta. Uh, you could lose your spot at any second. I said that before, but mm-hmm. you know, really think about like if you you become an older guy on the team after being a freshman. You know, it's a younger guy on the team that might hungry. be hungry that wants your spot. You feel me? So you got to be on pins and needles and on point at all times. Right. <clears throat> so you said you said you was a Division One athlete, right? Yeah. A lot of guys. I know a lot of guys aspiring to be that right now. Yeah, I'm sure you know a lot of guys aspiring to be that. You feel what I'm saying? What did it What did it take? to become that and once you become that was it everything that you thought it would be you know as a young boy dreaming of playing the game on Saturdays was everything you thought yeah for sure I I, I really enjoyed that that was a, a special moment in my life I speak I talk about that every day I got a memory from that every day yeah you feel me? so just you know uh to get there it took a lot like a lot of people don't understand I had one scholarship offer you know and 
being uh what the I say the year before I graduated, uh, it was two guys from Emotep that went D1. So, you know, salute to them. I don't never, I, I don't like when people make it seem like my year was the first ones to do something special because mm-hmm. I was on that team with guys that did something special and they went on to the uh, to the next level. But also we had somebody go from JUCO, go big time USC, Gerald Bowman. So that was big too. That was an aspiration to everybody on that team to, uh, to do that too. Shout out to him. Uh, but, you know, actually, you know, I used to do whatever it took yeah. to, to get to that next level. I was emailing coaches. I got if I go on my email today that I still use, I email. You talking about I, in high school, right? I, yeah, I emailed a thousand coaches, like, <laughs> and that's me? what they don't that's, understand. That's, that's, <laughs> okay. what, that's what it come down to. And, and actually, them schools came to see me, so it, it came full circle for me yeah, to, able, yeah. to able to see that. And a lot of people don't know that, that that part of the game, like everything not gonna fall in your lap. Sometimes you gotta go. go Get it so I wasn't waiting on the coach to tell me you yeah such and such here in the office I was you know so you had that hustle all the way back when you was you yeah. mean when you was playing yeah I feel like I feel like what you just touched on is a crazy aspect of the game that people don't even like you see people play but they behind the scenes contacting coaches going to practices going to camps in the summertime you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. going to them what's them what's them seven on seven John seven on seven, yeah. seven on seven I just was talking to my friend of mine Dave Williams uh, about Rutgers. Right, we went out the records probably like our sophomore year. That was like crazy. We got to see guys like Stefan Diggs, who was a five star when we was uh, sophomores in wow. high school. Yeah, so I, that's somebody I guarded, you know, at a seven on seven. So that opened my eyes to it. If I could guard him now, you feel me? I see him going become what second, third round pick, third round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why can't I? Yeah, so it just was cool. That was a, that was another great experience and give me motivation. I know all the guys that was there too and motivated them too. So I feel like I feel like you talked about how you went and got it as a as an athlete, how that translate into like your business, like the business that you matter of fact, what can you can you tell us about what you what you doing now after uh I feel like before I gotta tell you about like the uh the process. I, I feel like I should tell you the process of being a, a athlete, yeah. you know, a day in and day out, so that so I could tell you how it translates to what I do today. Yeah. So just a typical day as a Division One athlete, uh, it's different than high school and, and before that. But once you get there, get to the next level, it's every day a job. So we had to wake up six a.m. Mm-hmm. Breakfast check in. You feel me? If you're not there, it's repercussions for that. You feel me? After that, you got uh, you might have lift. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? It was three different times of the day that you could do lift, depending on your schedule with classes. So we might have to lift in the morning. Sometimes I used to try to wait for my lift to be 1 o'clock before <laughs> practice because I was like, I need sleep. I'll go get a quick grub, go back to sleep, then go to class. Right. But So we have uh, uh, wake up, eat breakfast, you know, go to lift, then go to two to three classes. Then, you know, you'll go watch film before practice. Right. You watch film. So say it's Monday, you're going to start watching the team that you're going to play on Sunday, right. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were, you were saying I played corner, so I had to, you know, actually look at all the guys that I go up against. All right, yeah, he fast, he's slow, he's strong, he whatever. Yeah. And then from there, I go on, all right, what's their favorite situation? What's their favorite route, what they do, how they had their hands before every route? Yeah. You know, it was real. The details. The details yeah. that people don't know that I, that I do. Uh, a lot of other people do that, too. Like, <clears throat> I learned that from YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Watching a couple, you know, guys that play my position on what they said they do before preparation, before a game. <clears throat> and then after practice, I mean, after the, the uh, film on Monday, we would go to practice. We would do a walkthrough on the different formations they do. Then after that, we would start practice. Right. 
All that's, that's before that's practice. Not even practice. Right, all that was before so practice. So then we'd start practice. We'd do all our stuff, whatever. We'd do special teams and all that. <clears throat> and then after practice, we'd go eat. Practice hour and a half. After practice, we'd go eat. Then we'd come back and watch film. Wow. Wow. And then we'd go, go. If you had class after that, you would go to class. They might let you leave film early. You had to set up a time with your coach to watch it again. Yeah. With you and the coach, and then you'll go home and do whatever you did. So when it got to that point, I stopped watching TV and all that because it was like too much. I, I wanted to call home, to watch, yeah. talk on the phone, do whatever I did. That was my personal time. Yeah, but that translated to you know what I do today because I probably get like a hundred phone calls now because it's like I got a business doing this, I got a business doing that, I'm doing real estate, so it's it's nonstop. Whereas though I'm just used to it, and then whoever with me, they not even used to like. Somebody being like it might seem like I'm determined, but it just it's you. I'm used to it now, yeah, and it right. just translated to what I do now. So, so I would say with what you just said, knowing that you're in multiple things, what was your first venture, and then how did you get the capital to start it? Uh, so when I came home from school, uh, I got hurt. So I got oh. hurt uh, at pro day for school for uh, working out for a couple of NFL teams. They came up to uh, to me. Season was over. This before, this before the draft and everything. So right. we do all that. Uh, I end up getting hurt there. I had like my whole senior year was a little scattered. I never was hurt until that year. So that was part of the reason I was like I stopped playing because it was like I ain't never I never was hurt before and I got hurt my senior year senior. four times, three four times, and it was just like that's you know that's a calm down. It's something God telling me to do something different. Right. So once I came home, I was able to you know be around. The, the fellas and everything, what I was doing before, I got a little comfortable, but it also showed me, like, I ain't never do nothing different but play sports. So right. I was able to go to studio sessions and all that with a friend right? and experience that side of, you know, life, just yeah. doing something with music. that I enjoy every athlete listening to music. So right. once I did that, it was a uh, – it just was a new experience. So I started, you know, to, to do other things, and that's where – Right. That's, that's where you – so like when you first get the idea to like like was the well, was the studio your first so yeah, idea? Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? I, I got a little bit off task. So yeah. to get onto what I was trying to do, uh, I started being around the studios and I started working with the F. I mean with a with an artist named Trap Wiz, a friend of mine. You know, he, he, he shout out to Wiz. Shout out to Wiz. Uh, I started going to studios and when I got to a studio, they actually kicked us out mm. uh, because of smoking. I'm not uh, even a smoker, so. It like I ain't like that. I ain't like not being able to, you know, have your own space. Have my own space. So we end up getting a space. Mm. Uh, I was doing like Uber and stuff, and stacking my bread, stacking my chips, and you know we got a space. It was a thousand dollars a month. Me and my homie Cheese was doing that. Uh, I ain't feel like I feel like I can make five hundred. He can make five hundred. We could put it together, and we, you know, we 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 do what we had to do to get the equipment. Yeah. There was another side of it, but payment plan, whatever you gotta do, you can right. do it. It's it's no excuses out here. I just looked at it like. Like sports. So how many hours you think you was driving Uber a day when you was saving? I probably was driving like like a nine to, nah, I ain't gonna say a nine to five. I probably was doing like five hours. Make, On the world. Like a bean fifty two hundred and then chill. Okay. Do what I rather do. Okay. Wow. So so just for the for the audience, can you can you tell us like what so so we listed you as a serial entrepreneur, right? You got multiple different things going on. You know, about to take a call right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, you got multiple things going on. Can you tell us about some of the things you got going on Uh, specifically right now? Right now, I just I recently just got my first uh, investment property, so that's a whole 
you know, the whole a lot thing, of attention really you got to pay attention to right now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and with and also, I do Toro on the side. That junk, I ain't going to lie. That junk, I ain't kicking my ass right now. Why you say that? you got to get up 5, 4 in the morning sometimes. I'm actually doing the drop-offs. Okay. So... I'm meeting the people, but I, f- I like doing stuff like that because I feel like I'm, I could advertise whatever I got to do. I meet them. How you doing? My name is Najee. X, Y, Z. That's what I do. I got a studio. We need a space. Right. Mm-hmm. There's some good places to eat at. Right, you know right, I mean? right. It's, it's a just, plug. I'm meeting people. Yeah. So I met a couple people who actually live in Atlanta who was like, yo, you want to take a car down here? I'm starting it down there so you can put your car on my platform or whatever, or I can manage your car for you. So meeting people, that's probably like the, the number one thing I think all entrepreneurs need to do too is meet people. Networking, networking. So you said you got Toro, you got real estate studio, and then you got you got a studio. Tell us about the studio. Uh, the studio, like I said, it started in 2019. So basically, we got kicked out of another studio we was using, uh, and then we started using like a little room on Gerard. It was a storefront, so we thought it was so much different because every studio was like in a warehouse building. We ended up in a warehouse building, right? Uh, so that situation, then like we we have we had to separate. I mean, move on from that situation, end up finding this one, uh, and just went just turned up. Feel me? So the the studio, this studio called Studio Five Two Four, right? Uh, Where Studio Five Two Four Philly? We in the Kensington section in Philadelphia, uh, thirty four hundred Rural Street, zip code one nine one three four. If you need to find it, we on Super. Google. Here we go. We on, we on, we on uh, Instagram. We on Twitter. But I, I mean, I preferably tell you to go on Instagram and find this. Um, how you come up with that that name? Uh, it was the location of the first studio, so it was on Five Two Four West Gerard. Okay. And I remember we was like, "Yo, what's the name going to be? What's the name going to be?" And I was just like, you know, going back to college, I remember that you know, with marketing, uh, it's the easiest name to remember is something with three numbers, three letters, or just three syllables. Wow! Period. Look at the so, degree paying off. Yeah, that's, that's, crazy. that's probably one of the. The only thing, the only thing remember. you remember <laughs> <laughs> was the name in part, but hey. Yeah, I feel that. So it's Studio 524, right? So you said it's a music studio. What else? Like, what else? More than a music studio, yeah. it's actually a, a one-stop shop for all creative. So right now we have a photography side. This photography side, you videographers could be here. We got memberships for videographers. Uh, we got uh, no engineer fees. Fees for the uh, for the studio side. We got three studios over there. So if you if you're if you're not an engineer and you just an artist, you want to bring your engineer with you. You can for a cheaper rate. I'm saying details is on the page. Studio five two four Philly. Uh, if you need uh, any marketing advice, consulting, we could we could provide that too. That's not advertised right now, and that's coming uh, later in 2022. Uh, whatever you need as a as a creative, as an artist, as a anything. Got it. Solid, solid. So I feel like we talked about a lot of your a lot of your successes, right? We talked about your ability to to win a uh, state championship at West Catholic, to become a a, a Division One athlete, to uh, become a serial entrepreneur, have have the studio and so many different hustles. Was it ever a time as an entrepreneur or as an athlete or as a person you feel like you 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 took a loss, like like something went left, and and you thought about giving up or something like that? Well, I mean, I know I threw the first. Uh, studio under the rug like it wasn't a loss but i lost that studio you feel me it wasn't okay. a uh it wasn't it the, the guy there he didn't really like the traffic you feel me the neighborhood the neighbors didn't really like the traffic we was in northern liberties you feel me i'm a young black guy uh-huh. it might be a little smoke coming out the door it's a studio like that's in every studio in the world you probably see some smoke come out so uh that that, that was part of it. i lost that, that studio but you know we bounced back and did bigger and better things so 
Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. So, so when you lost the studio or whatever like that, like, what did that feel like? Did it feel like it was over? Or did you automatically know like I'm yeah, I'm getting right I back? I didn't even really want to do it. I ain't want to get another studio. Wow, I was wow. Kind of really burnt out with it because it wasn't really like making no crazy money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just like a I don't want to say a hobby. It was it was paying the bills and everything. It was a little something left over at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but we was investing heavily, so it didn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. But once once that ended, it ended literally when COVID started. So it was wow. like March of twenty twenty. Okay. That twenty nineteen. Yeah. Twenty twenty. It was the March of twenty twenty. Yeah. It was coming up on the one year mark because we started it March twenty nineteen. So March twenty twenty, it ended. The lease was coming up. It was time to re- extend it. It was like I said, it was one room. But I remember uh, once it ended and everything, and my phone went and stopped ringing mm-hmm. because. None of the other studios really got a phone number, so you got to know the engineer. Right, so right. I, that's why I, I was big on making the studio a business. That's a good point. I ain't you never can't even really thought call about a studio. You could call true. me all the time. You could call that studio number. I'm going to answer. Mike, Mike might answer. You feel right. me? Two in the morning. What you need? Yeah. Because it's a business at the end of the day. So we gonna outwork everybody. Wow, that's a good point. I never even thought about that. And if they do got somebody that does, they work nine to five or something exactly. like that. It's close. You know we we getting all, yeah. getting all the traps. Yeah. Well, do you have any advice to give anybody like that's kind of in your same position, following your footsteps, like somebody maybe who got hurt as an athlete looking for like the next step to take? What advice would you give them? Uh, it's crazy because I would I before this I would never tell you like stop playing sports, but you feel me if if. An opportunity presents itself. Don't don't close that door because sports. Because mm. you, I wow. definitely tell you to keep your eyes on that, John. Just because you never know what that door might open. Like I, I didn't even, I didn't even really have my eyes open for so long. So yeah, like they literally was just all football. Mm. <laughs> you feel me? So so if like if you knew now what you knew then, would you have just not played football at all? Like, do you regret playing football? Yeah. Or I definitely need it. It taught me everything I know. It taught me self discipline. You know. Everything I need to be a successful business owner, it taught me because that's discipline. It taught me discipline, period. That's what you need as, a, as an entrepreneur. You need discipline. You're I will also here. say it sounds like it taught you perseverance. Yeah. Like to say that, you know, your studio, you lost it on your one-year anniversary. Yeah, that you really know what I'm was saying? the that's one major. Year. I don't even be thinking about it like that. It just was like, you know, I live in a moment. So yeah. whatever happened in that moment, we just going to keep moving on. I don't really, I ain't even think of it like that. Yeah, didn't even gripe over it. It's just yeah. like I gotta keep going. It's like the next week. Like it all, that's why I said go back to sports. They always go to that next week mentality. Yeah. Once yeah. the game over, we lost that game. You on to the next week because the right. playoffs is five games away. You ain't. Right. I ain't worried about this one L. Yeah. Right. I got way more weeks to go. Seventeen if you in the league, so you ain't even you ain't sweating over there. Right. Yeah. And I feel like another thing that you you touched on is that you didn't do it by yourself. Like there was there was people there. Yeah, which all, you can't you it take it take a village. Take yeah. a village to do everything. That's one thing. And then also, I know a, a lot of people get caught up on you know if 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 things don't work, don't happen when you want it to happen or people don't move on your type time. It's gonna yeah. be a lot of times people not gonna be moving on your type on your time, especially in business. Unless you pay, you got a bag to go just pay somebody to be yeah. on salary. They is not gonna be on your time. So was it was it ever a time like that for you? Like like where you was counting <laughs> on somebody or you tried like you thought somebody was gonna come through? They didn't, and you had to like and it. it all the time, I thought, thought people oh. was going. To I mean, yesterday. That's that's the stressful part. That's the, really the stressful part because there's no guarantee. You got to right. you got to do what you got to do. Right. 
So you just got the mentality, like, if they don't come through, I'm going to figure out how to make this thing I work. I just always feel like I'm going to figure it out. I feel like that's one of my good, like, my, like yeah. one of my strengths. Yeah. I'm a problem solver. Yeah. That's yeah. Being a problem solver gets you a lot of things in life. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. And I feel like, like, running anything, you start to see, like, I got to be able to take care of this on my own. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I really can't. Can't count on nobody. See that light bulb that was missing? That's what I'm saying. Like that joint, that's a prime example. Like you going, hold on, go with that, go with that light bulb over there. We're gonna switch this light bulb and then that joint gonna work. I already know. Like yeah. it, ain't, it ain't no if, ands, or but we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. I think outside looking in sometimes people really think like it be going smooth. Like they'll see they'll see different things. Like it's a cakewalk. Exactly. Different things going on. And it's like, man, they really got it together. Or like he really making it work. Not knowing like I'm really just making it work. Like Yeah, like even even with the studio, you never know. Like it might be a bad week. I ain't everything ain't glitz and glamour. Right. You feel me? That's why you gotta save your money too. Like I tell everybody, save your save your coin. Cause you never know when a rainy day gonna happen. Can you tell us about your like budgeting strategy when it comes to, you know? <laughs> All right, so I ain't gonna lie, like I'm big on, you know, once I make the money, I put it right back in. Right. I don't like to see the money. I don't like to see the money because when you see the money, you think of other things you wanna buy with it. Mm -hmm. Feel me? So if I make five hundred dollars, I'm putting four hundred back into it. That bean going in the stash. Okay. And then we're gonna stack them beans up and then that when them beans hit a dime, then all right, you feel me? I could spend two grand. That's how I look at it. But the whole time I'm still stuffing back into the business. That's how Mm -hmm. I look at it, so so your 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 budgeting budgeting strategy heavy on the reinvestment. Yeah, it was like I I don't remember the numbers exactly, but I remember like learning it from I'm YouTube University boy. So even yeah. if I went to school, I was gonna learn it. But if you got if you make a hundred if you make a hundred dollars, forty go to invest in here, forty go to invest it here, twenty go to you. Mm. So that's how I look at everything. Like I said, that five I, I'm just being dramatic, but literally like I try to put all the money back inside because. In a business, it's another thing I learned. You're not going to profit until you're three, three or five. Three yeah. through five, you don't profit. So mm. anybody that got a business that's trying, you know, spending money that early, you're not going to see no money. It's, you're not giving yourself no room for growth because yeah. you're not investing back into your into your business. Okay. So so was there ever a moment that you felt like, like, yo, I'm really doing this thing? Like, I made it kind of? Like, I'm, you feel no, what I'm saying? I don't feel like I made it at all. Okay. I ain't know I I want to live in California, so up in the hills. So until I'm out there, I ain't make it. Yeah, man. So you feel like it's a constant grind? Yeah, it's a constant grind. Like, I get tired, though. Like, I know you got to get I tired. Like it, I definitely get on up, be on like, damn, I'm trying to go on vacation. But So what do you do to, like, not avoid being burnt out, mm. like, as an entrepreneur? That's what I'm trying to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm still, that's still being, man, learning. I'm learning on the fly. Somebody got some advice for me. I got open ears. <laughs> no, I think that's interesting, though, because listening to your story and what you've been saying, it's like it all kind of seamlessly ties together. Like you said, and initially when you was playing football, you were so accustomed to next man up. Yeah. It sounds like that mindset translates right into your business as to why you can't rest. You got to think about it like this. Like, if I played football, I'd still be grinding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm point. not retired. They don't retire until they're 34, 35 years old. Right. I'm not 34, 35 years old. <laughs> right. So I got the same mentality. Yeah. There's nothing changed. I'm just in a different sport. I'm in a different arena. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good point. But it's way less money. Feel me? Yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing. So I'm trying to get. To, I feel like I missed. I, I gotta get you. back. Right. I see what you said. <laughs> I gotta get I back. I feel that. I feel that. And helping you, uh, like making up that time is a is a motivating factor. Like, yeah, I couldn't make it in this lane. It's so. fuel to the fire. Yeah. Like, I don't even feel like. I just feel like like 
I know me. I know I was good enough to go to the NFL. Right. So it's not, like it's not it's not that. Yeah. So they don't even look at it like that. It's just like, all right, it's the next thing. Like yeah. I just gotta figure it out what I'm gonna do. I ain't even look at it like that. What I'm gonna do? I just did something different. That's another thing too. I ain't even overthinking. I don't think you should overthink. I feel like you just do it, like Nike say, just do it, and right. some, like you, you gonna figure it out. Just make it happen. You gonna figure it out when you think too much. That's when it's, and it might cause you to wait six months to make a decision. Yeah, I remember even like like when we setting up the day. I remember watching the Earn Your Leisure episode. You know they got the podcast talking about finance and all that. And they was talking about how sometimes they just ran it with one camera. Sometimes they ran it off the iPhone. Sometimes just getting it done. Just getting it people, done. Because people exactly. overthinking it every day. So if yeah. you don't do it, people doing it every day, you gonna win. That's a that's a great point. That's all it is. That's a great point. If they overthinking it and we not, at least you know what I'm saying. Getting it done. Right. But to your last point about burning out, right? So so Shay, you was a, a also an entrepreneur that be grinding crazy. You feel what I'm saying? How you how you. Yeah, give me some advice. Give, give my man some advice. I was, I was waiting for you to give me some advice. Yeah. I mean, honestly. So y'all both be running yourself into the ground. Yeah, honestly. We gotta learn. We gotta, we'll figure it out. No, it There's really. No in between. It really is. And I feel like for our, for our generation, most of us don't even want it. Like, we don't want to be under somebody so bad. Like, we want to have our own right. so bad right. that we're going to do whatever it takes to. But this the thing about it, though. This, for one, every. Millionaire has one thing in common. Well, they say most millionaires got one thing in common. That's real estate. So that's right. one thing. So I know I got to be in a real estate lane somehow, even if I got 20 cribs mm-hmm. or whatever. You feel me? That's something I touch that every millionaire touch. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is just being, uh, how can I say it? Having multiple streams of income. Yeah, they right. say six to seven. So if you got multiple streams of income, I could be a boss at the studio, but I could be a worker in my other three businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's or a good my, point. My other three streams of income. I don't got to be the boss of everything. Yeah. Right. See what I'm saying? So shout out my homie uh, Dave again. He's doing trucking. So if I right. want to do trucking, I don't need to shout be the Dave. boss at my trucking situation. I yeah. can go buy my truck and let him operate it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because he could be the boss over there. I'm the boss. I'm cool with being playing the backseat. Right. In certain situations. Right. And I oftentimes that's I think that's where we get it twisted. Like <laughs> we try to be doing everything and be headlining and frontlining and gonna burn out easily, quickly. I don't like the front line. You don't like the front line? Why you don't like the front line? Because if something go wrong, everybody come to you. Right. Everything on your shoulders. So yeah. when you play the bank, you still How you be how you be dealing with the with the pressure of everything being on your shoulders when you is in the front line rule? I complain. <laughs> Behind the door. Behind the door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lord, you got to vent a little bit. Damn. No, for sure. <laughs> like, come on. You got to be real. But uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I read, I, I read, this, I read this book once. Um, it, was, it was called the, the Language of Emotions, right? And I know as men, especially black men, we don't be dealing with our emotions. That's why I read this book, right? And it said that, I gotta like. Back, I got to get in the reading, too. Yeah, bro. I feel like everybody around me reading right now, and I'm not reading, so that's a little motivation. Shout out to Mike. He do a lot of reading. I be seeing little different books in his bag and all that. The crazy part is Mike said he wasn't reading at all. Then we had a conversation. He started reading crazy. Yeah, he be going hand. Yeah, now he can reading crazy. But this one of the, the one of the books I was telling him about was called The, uh, the Language of Emotion. And in that book, it was talking about how, um, like, complaining is, is healthy. Because you venting, you, you letting it go. It you you letting it go. So it you can get back in shape to get right back to it. 
when you holding it in, then that's when it causes turmoil in, in yourself, and you you become stagnant. You stop. You know what I'm saying? You stop trying to work. You get your little complaints out. People understand. You got the right people around you. They understand. You get right back to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Yeah, you definitely need a healthy release. You can't just hold it in. You implode that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I feel like I've seen from a lot of entrepreneurs and people who, who, who got it, the burnout. You feel what I'm saying? You got it good. And like you said, would it take three to five years before you see anything from it? You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like. It's crazy because you might see the bread stack up, but that you still in the red. Right. Yeah. Right. right. That's a good right. point. You spent 10000 or you spent 50000 but you, yeah, count C50, but you spent rent that whole year. You've seen this your whole yeah. year. You see, you never, that's not no money. Right. You already, you already spent all that. Right, right. Two times, three right. times, you right. feel me, to get to that point. So you still in the red until you. I feel like, I feel like that's how, uh, that's how people do fan do. You feel what I'm saying? They be betting, right? Yeah, but you in the red. And they hit one day. I'm done with the scene. I had a whole little situation with them. I'm cool. You feel what I'm saying? You you hit one day and they come up. You hit for three hundred dollars, something like that. Oh, they still got your bread. You got to hit for a million, right? You go yeah. you go, you go right. to the joint. Yeah, you go to the joint. You done spent a thousand dollars over the years, yeah. so you happy. You, you came up to three, but you spent a thousand. I think it's also like I keep going back to this, but it really make a lot of sense when I'm thinking about what he said. Like even the fact that he was talking about stashing and reinvesting. When he lost the first studio, that probably helped him to be able to move so quick on to the next right. the next job because yeah. he wasn't messed up because right. he budgeted correctly. So I think that's a good lesson to take away too. Yeah, I'm big on, I'm, I ain't gonna lie. That's, I ain't even say that I'm big on financial literacy. Like, okay, like I just feel like you know us as black people, that's that's where we a little behind it. I agree. You feel me? Because I went to school with predominant. I went to a predominantly white school. Okay, I don't like like literally like ninety. Eight mm-hmm. percent. It was like no more than twenty black people. I I remember up there. Okay. The whole five years. Okay. So, and I and I just he- hearing stories from them on how they able to get the money sent to them from their family and all mm-hmm. that. It was different. You feel me? Like they mom bought them a car to do this. Mm-hmm. Just I, one of my teammates had two cars in college. In college, wow. he had a truck and a car. Like, come on, bro. Totally different situation. Right. So it's just like, <laughs> so, oh, come bro. on, bro. Like, no, like, shout out to him. Shout out to they fam- his family and how they did it. But that's, mm-hmm. like, you feel me? Yeah. That's how I want to be able to leave a legacy for my son. Right. Yeah. I mean, we ain't worried about gas money. We ain't worried about this. We, you going to school. If you want to go to school, it's because you want to have the experience. But I'm going to be able to give you the knowledge anyway. But right. You're going to be able to learn, read these books coming up. But you don't got to go to school neither. But. It'd be more so for the experience to be around people you never you never imagined to be around because I never imagined to be up there. So right, that's true. Yeah, one of my one of my close homies actually he told me like his strategy for 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 sending his kids to school like the same thing you were saying when he sent his kids to school he want to buy the real estate that they live in. So after they stopped living there, they still getting that. They still getting that from the it's other crazy. student. You see what I'm saying? It's crazy because I've been trying to do the real estate stuff, but I wasn't ready to do it. Mm-hmm. Actually, shout out to Newt, the entrepreneur too. I took his course too. Shout out to him. Uh, right. That's how that's how I learned uh, some of the real estate stuff. My dad do it too. He been doing it 20 years. But I feel like when I want to when I want to go to my pop to learn, I okay. want to already know something. Okay. So I ain't. It ain't like I'm. Nagging him, you feel me? Like, yeah. listen, I got a crib. That's how. I, that's what I did to him. I got. I bought a crib. Okay. Come on. And now he's helping me. He assisting me, but I already know some of the stuff. Right. So now he got his team for me. Come on. So right. now I, I went to him already with the crib and all that. So 
Okay. You feel me? But shout out to Newt for uh, I took his course back in October, November. I think yeah, October. And that John, that John helped me where I'm at today. That's love. That's what's up. Well, we about to get get out of here, but before we get out of here, I just want to know, like, like you said, Newt. Is there any other like lessons or financial literacy people that you could tell the people to tap into? You know, if, YouTube that helps University. You? I'm saying, Google it. Google it. Everything on That's there. That's what you did. It just, yeah, it just, I just googled it. It wasn't. I, I can't even hold. I can't even tell you one person. I okay. can tell you Newt because I took his course and that John. It was it was insightful. So I learned a lot from it. You feel me? Stuff I knew, but it dug deeper on the stuff that I that I was aware of. Oh, all right. Sound like go get it. Right. Go get it. <laughs> right. You got to waste no time. It. Don't make no excuses. Go get it. The research is there. Go get it. That's what he said. All right, y'all. G, I appreciate you for rocking with us today. Definitely. You feel what I'm saying? Um, like, comment, subscribe. As always, we the Winners Culture Podcast on Instagram, Studio 524 Philly on Instagram. Um, to my right, Knock on Wood Productions. You can follow me on Instagram. And to my left, Blondie, one underscore. All right, we holla at you.